Support for WMNF and Live Music Showcase comes from listeners like you and Generations Cosmetic and Family Dentistry. This modern dental office provides both routine and complex treatments, including improving smiles. More at gendentistry.com. And support also comes from Replay Guitar Exchange in South Tampa, specializing in new, used, and vintage guitars, amps, and related gear. Replay Guitar Exchange's mission is to provide the right guitar to the right player for the right reasons. Replay Guitar Exchange is also proud to support Live Music Showcase. More at replayguitarexchange.com. Welcome to Live Music Showcase here on 88.5 FM. I'm your host, Ken Apperson. We are live in studio today. It's a very special episode. Um, It's what we like to call a takeover episode. Uh, Ybor City Records, uh, locally owned and operated Ybor City Records, a, a small recording label here in the Tampa Bay area, has brought an assortment of uh, very talented individuals here. And uh, we've had this episode kind of in the works now for a while. So I'm really excited to have you guys in here. It's a songwriter extravaganza. That's really what we're boiled down to here. Mr. Josh Riley. Josh or Joshua, what do you prefer? You know, on stage, it's usually Joshua. Music-related stuff, usually Joshua. You got it, Jim. Perfect. All right, and then we have Mercy McCoy right there, dead center. And the boys, yeah. we. I'm Steph. And then Bernstein McCoy is the band behind me with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steph Tanner, that's right. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a Generation X, Generation or Millennial. It is a full joke. house in here, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna start singing. You better take that away from me. And we have Adam Randall here as well. How you doing, Adam? I'm good. You've been on the show before. Both of you guys have been on the show. Actually, all three yeah. of you have been on the show before. Yeah. Uh, Josh uh, Joshua has not been on the show since I've been on the show, so I'm looking forward to getting to know my bald brethren over there. Yeah. Very nice to uh, finally get to see you in person in a conversational setting but let's get started let's hear the first song so we're going to play some music we're going to let these guys talk a little bit about their music and what it means to them where it comes from how they made it that kind of thing anything is really uh, fair game uh, that you guys want to dive into in that regard and i'm just going to sit on the sidelines and play referee if you don't mind what's our first song this is a song called Greenpoint perfume
Music Showcase here on 88.5 FM. We're live in studio with Ebor City Records. It's an Ebor City Records takeover episode. Local record label here in the uh, Tampa Bay area. That was Mercy McCoy. Uh, so, um, what does that song... This is going to sound so corny. What does that song mean to you? <laughs> well, that's, the song actually means a lot to me. I wrote that... Um, a lot of people were writing very sad pandemic songs. Mm-hmm. Um, in the early part of, you know, the, the early onset of the pandemic, my sister lives in Brooklyn. And I was catching up with her, and she was just, like, stuck in her apartment looking outside, kind of reminiscing about what her day would have been like had she not been stuck inside during a zombie apocalypse. And so I was in St. Pete, sunny here, too. And uh, I just kind of was writing, like, if I was, you know, kind of thought about walking around Brooklyn, you know, and then kind of taking cues from things that are beautiful around St. Pete. So it's kind of like a mashup of feeling connected to my sister, feeling bad that she was there. She ended up coming and staying with me during the pandemic after that. But, um, but yeah, the song was really about just kind of, like, wishing you could be outside, wishing for some normality and just kind of a little bit of a spark of romance that never occurred. Interesting. Not between my sister and I, obviously, but, you know, if I was walking around Brooklyn, I certainly would be, you know, I was not going to address scenery, that yeah. lead-in that you provided, so thank you for that yeah. clarification. Yes, that's no, it's, it is important, for sure. I mean, it's not Star Wars. This isn't Star Wars. Good no. point. Yeah, That's okay. So, um, the first time... We had the idea for this episode. I wish I could take credit for it, but I really can't. Um, I saw you guys in a very similar uh, configuration um, at uh, at a local um, guitar shop slash venue over there in St. Petersburg. And I thought, how cool is it that these performers, these musicians, 
have enough camaraderie and can stand each other enough uh, to sit in a room and rehearse each other's songs and perform each other's songs as well as their own uh, and do that on stage in such a, a fun, inviting um, relatable almost kind of a way because at the end of the day and I was actually just having a conversation about this earlier today one of the main functions of music is is the ability to relate to the songwriter to the singer for the listener for the person hearing it if they can if they can feel like oh I, I'm, I'm like that too that song is something I'm going through right now and that through that ability that relatability we create a bridge for those people to, and, and myself included, this is the way I use music cathartically, to, to find some catharsis in that, you know, I'm not alone. That person who wrote that song who I've never met uh, somehow understands me and gets me. So I feel like a lot of your music, all of you guys, uh, can serve that function. And uh, I just want to say thank you very much for writing the way that you do because it tugs on my little heartstrings. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. No. yeah. I mean, that's, that's our concept with the, the performance you're talking about. You know, yeah. there's a lot of great music, obviously, all over Tampa Bay. That's the whole reason this is all going on, right? Yeah. And our thought was, you know, we all perform individual acts. We'll, we'll open for each other, play with each other, but it's never, like, getting to that concept, right? You can go see us play, but I liked the idea of you could go see a kind of a sampler. Right. And also, like, just selfishly, like, we all like each other's music a lot, so it's fun to get to play. Like, Adam's band, for example, is awesome. Like, mm -hmm. we love his band. It's not that I want to hear anything different than what they're doing. It's just selfishly, it's fun to do some alt takes and, like, yeah. get to be a part of the songs, you know? Yeah. Um, and those guys are really cool about loaning them to us once in a while, so it's really nice. So welcome, if you're We're just now joining us, to right. Live Music That's Showcase, right. <laughs> the Ebor City Records Takeover episode. So who's up next in this in the round? That's me. All right, yeah. Mr. Joshua Riley over there. Yeah. So we're gonna do a song. This is gonna be the first single off my upcoming EP. It's coming uh, late summer, and uh, this one will be sneaking out maybe early summer. And uh, the song's called "Every Reason I Run." And uh, you know, speaking of the relatability, I kind of wrote this song from someone else's perspective. So a, f a friend who is very open with all his feelings, so I could just kind of write them all down and, and uh, dive in. And so I'm already reaching somebody else's feelings because I, s I wrote it from someone else's. Well, if you reach one person. That's right. <laughs> all right. Ready, folks? Yes,
This is Live Music Showcase, Ebor City Records Takeover. That was Joshua Riley. Um, that there's a lyric in that song just now, uh, and I'm, I'll probably get it wrong because I have a terrible memory. But it sounded like you said, "Loving her was like licking honey on barbed wire." Licking honey off a mile of off barbed a mile wire of barbed wire. Yep. I, yeah, that is uh, visceral. Yeah. So what's that song about? Um, you know, it's just about. Uh, Someone getting neglected in a relationship and someone kind of lashing out romantically. So Interesting. Yeah. What's lashing out romantically mean? You know, uh, like an affair song, a cheat, good old-fashioned cheating the song. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Has it been resolved since then? Uh, yeah. I believe they are divorced. All right. Yes. That's the ultimate resolution right yeah. there. Put a period at the end of that sentence. That's right. Hey, you know what? Sometimes that's what's necessary. But at the end of the day, I mean, this is what I mean when I say songwriting, the relatability of the songwriting that you guys, uh, you know, write. And I love the harmonies. I love that everybody's harmonizing. You know, the instrumentation is fantastic. I mean, in the room right now, if you're not watching the live stream, which you could be if you wanted to, um, it's at Facebook and you just search WMNF's Live Music Showcase to uh, join the live stream every week. We have a full video live stream going on. But if you're not in that medium right now if you're only in the audio medium we've got full band in here we've got uh the pianos getting used the baby grand we have we got upright bass in here we've got an organist we've got four different guitars we've got a full bass a full drum kit in the uh, drum room uh he's probably still alive it gets pretty warm in there but uh much appreciated to we all got of a you guys. wave yeah yeah it's great though it's such a cool 
such a cool vibe, such a cool concept. What's the next song? Who's playing? I think this is Adam's turn, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Do, um, the title track from my last release, uh, Antelope. Cool. And this is called Antelope. This is written from the perspective of an animal that gets consumed by wild dogs. I remember you playing this on the last yeah. time you were here. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. This is cool. Welcome to Live Music Showcase, an Ebor City Records takeover episode. I'm your host, Ken Apperson. That was Adam Randall with Antelope. Um, such a beautiful song um, about such a graphic subject. Uh, yeah. It's, it, it, a, it's a horrible undoing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, I, so, okay, the way you set up that song, you could have easily said, you know, this is a... 
this is a metaphor for what it what it feels like when I you know engage with with the darker sides of my emotions and <laughs> and this and that. And you're like, no, no. I was watching a, do- a nature documentary and yeah. I watched an antelope get ripped apart, and I was like, you know what? That looks like the verse of my next song. I mean, yeah, that's how most things die in the yeah. world mm-hmm. is being eaten by other things. Yeah, and we're just like. We live these sanitized existences, you know, mm-hmm. but that happens all the time. Yeah, and, it's probably it's, happening right now. Yeah, and, and what somewhere in the world? What was really interesting about you know that story that that thing was this, like the end of the song, um, is kind of like the animal having like a transcendent religious experience, like it's letting go. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. letting go. It's like it's accepting oh, its fate. Yeah, this is over. But then it kind of sees something that it was looking for its whole life, which yeah. is the present moment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just reading into it and maybe I'm projecting too. But uh, there's a quality to like 90s um, singer-songwriter music where it's like the music is very kind of like happy-go-lucky and uplifting. And like right. if you weren't listening to the lyrics of that song, yeah. that could have been, I could see that song being in like, you know, a teen rom-com where like the guy totally. is like, the guy and the girl met last night and the next morning and the guy's like, my whole life's changed. Everything looks different now. And I can see the music to that. And then a lion comes and just tackles him <laughs> and that's the lyrics of the song, basically. Yeah, I like the juxtaposition of like, just like almost like a pop hook. Right. With just the most horrible lyrics you could is it a finger in the eye is Um, it like it's screw your screw your pop sound this is i don't know i just think it's a really interesting way to present something i I agree because it's kind of disorienting a little bit yeah and i i think the setup is everything too because if you were you're serious about it and you should be it's a serious song it's Mm -hmm. meant to be a serious song if you set it up like you were like being jokey, like kind of what I just did, where it's mm-hmm. like, this song is about this kid that met this blah, 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 and then a lion kills him. It would sound almost like a parody song because of that juxtaposition. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. I really love that. Um, <laughs> thank you, Mark. When it comes to um, the, the, the way that you write, you write songs about very interesting, insightful things. You write songs like from the perspective of like a God, like you have one of, uh, right? Isn't that one yeah. of your songs? Oh, yeah. All my songs are about God. God and gods um, and and those perspectives mm-hmm. and all of that and death and death yeah, yeah. those Not, are the two subjects that are most interesting to me right the other two guys uh, on the label here that are here today um, they're the ones with their heads in the cloud and you're the one grounding everybody <laughs> into the into the dirt well, with, I mean, the, with the serious topics it's that's yeah, just how I do it well I'm I'm not knocking it. Right. That's my point yeah, sure. contrast is key to any kind of really beautiful artistic creation I think among other things um, agreed. And I love that. So, Josh, you got any songs about bubblegum? I do not have any songs about bubblegum. That's good. Yeah. I wouldn't want to hear them anyway. No, you good. wouldn't. Jolly Ranchers. Stefan, I think you're up next with Mercy McCoy. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah? What's this next song about? Uh, this one is um, kind of a mix of the two that, that we just heard, right? So it's about relationships, about being consumed by wolves, but it's really more of like those emotional wolves of yourself. You this know? is more of the... Yeah, yeah the, um, more of the traditional songwriter sense. Metaphor. Of, you know, self-reflective, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and essentially, it's you know about the heart wanting what it wants and wishing that it wanted something else because it would just be great if it could work. But, it's complicated. Know, it is complicated. I love so it. It's a song kind of written about thinking about the other person's perspective who's experiencing the uh, narrator going through that. So it's a song called Take It All Back. Love it. Say goodnight, baby. You're heading home. Empty arms, heavy heart. 
This is Live Music Showcase here on 88.5. I'm your host, Ken Apperson. The Ebor City Records Takeover episode. This is fun. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, man. This is really cool. Now is your chance as the listener to be part of the show, I guess you could say. If you call into the studio right now, you can ask any question for the band, and our board op, Charlie, will take your questions, the good questions, and relay those to us. And at the end of the show... I will ask those questions to the band. And I mean, this is a great opportunity for any, for example, fledgling songwriters out there to get some tips and tricks from some seasoned professionals about how they write, how they avoid writer's block, for example, or how they navigate it if they experience it. You know, uh, what they had for lunch, uh, you know, that kind of thing. All the deep, insightful questions are really the only ones that we allow. Inspiration uh, comes from everywhere. To get through. You can call the studio right now. With that, it's the number is 813-239-9663. Again, the number is 813-239-9663. You can also ask questions in the live stream in the comments there. Just leave a, uh, a comment. We'll pick some of our favorite ones, and we'll ask them at the end of the show. So um, we took it all back. Uh, what do we? What did we take back? What did you want to take back, rather, if you could? I think that, like you know, you know, you come to a point in a relationship where you know, like this just is this isn't it. But I wish it was, mm-hmm. you know. And if I could take back these feelings, I would, but I just can't. What was the moment in that relationship where you? Because that's what happens, right? In, in a relationship, there's a moment where you go, "This is it." There's no salvaging it. There's no fixing it. Yeah, generally that's the case. And the particular one I'm thinking of. Uh, it was really a gradual thing. It was a really good relationship. Those are the worst ones, right? It's like for all intents and purposes, it should be, it should work. Everything's great, but just something isn't right. And, you know, you have to kind of study that and work through it. And uh, this was a way of trying to, as you said, is to kind of relate and like put it out there. And, you know, if an audience doesn't run away or throw stones at it, it's like, all right, well, maybe other people feel this way too. And that makes it okay. And I think to your point about whether it's Josh's or Adam's or any of the other guys on our label or all the great artists that anybody listens to, like it's that they're saying something I couldn't maybe articulate and because they could articulate it, they must feel it sometimes too. And maybe that, that means that I'm like not a broken, awful person, you know? Um, not me personally. This is hypothetical, of course. Sure, sure. Yeah. Of course. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, after this next song, I want to talk to all of you guys about Ebor City Records and about what it's like to be on the inside of... Uh, you know, that curtain of being, you know, part of a record label, essentially. Because I'm sure all of you guys, before you before you started it, Stefan, before you guys all got together, before when you were all completely independent, every musician seems to have the same or similar beliefs about recording labels and how it's, uh, it's an exclusive club, it's, um, you know, only the best of the best, it's, it's uh, you know, you can't sit with us, you know, uh, you know, kind of snobby snooty, and there's money, and there's prestige, and fame, and glory, and, and like, once you're signed, that's it. That's all, that's, all of that is true. That's all true, right, Adam, yeah. <laughs> He's got, he actually, uh, he rolled in here in a Rolls Royce, uh, yeah. Not far off, actually. Not far off. <laughs> But but the reality is, uh, and this is something that uh, you know I've been fortunate enough to glean from other other bands uh, as well as yourselves, um, who are associated with labels and management. It's like that's when the next level of work begins. It's not when like okay we made it. Looks like we made it. Like it's not that at all. It's very much 
oh, you've unlocked a new level of stress and work and anxiety and, and pressure. So I can't wait to talk to you guys a little bit about that. But who's got our next song? That would be me. Mr. Joshua Riley. Yes, that's me. Coming in in the clutch yeah. with the next song. What's that's, it called? This song's called Please Don't Disappear. All right. Magician music. Got it. Won't go. I know 
Joshua Riley, Ybor City Records takeover episode of Live Music Showcase. Uh, good God, man. That's a beautiful song. Thank you so beautiful much. Beautiful song. That, I appreciate it. That, please. Oh, that's gorgeous. Gorgeous turn. Thank uh, you very much. For the chorus. What made you decide to go with such a... I would even call that a, a courageous move to go with in the song. Yeah. That paid off, obviously, but... You, know, you could have gone safer and gone with a melody that, that uh, might have been a little bit more conventional in that spot. So um, what made me, let's see, what made me make that turn was probably the edible that Liam Bowman gave me. <laughs> we were at Sad Song Summer Camp in uh, New York in the Catskills Mountains, put on by the Milk Carton Kids. And uh, yeah, I just, uh, we were, there was an open jam kind of thing going on and I got a video of my roommate and then I just decided now was my time to go write because we were all to write a song at the camp and have it finished by the end so collectively or individually individually, individually. write songs okay. yeah so i i ducked off to my room and uh started and once i found that chord i was just like okay game over i'm gonna write the lyrics around this and i sat outside under the tree and uh wrote it all down and there it was so that moment in the song was the first part of the song that you wrote uh, you, well, no. Once I like, I kind of uh, you know had that little opening riff, and then mm -hmm. once I f once I found that chord and the, and the transition into it, I was like, okay, I can write like something around that. I can write a chorus around that that kind of just grabs you like the chord grabs you. So, so that speaks a lot to your your method of songwriting. I would say, because everybody does a little different. Right. And there are people out there in the world, plenty of YouTubers, for example, that will tell you there are right ways and wrong ways to do it. And uh, I would argue that there's a right way and a wrong way for the individual mm -hmm. to do it, which is entirely uh, dependent on their own process. So uh, as a songwriter myself, I know that if I write the chorus of a song first, I'm gonna have an easier time writing the rest of the song, but I never do. It never, it's just not the first thing that comes out. It's always a riff or a verse or something along those lines. Yeah. And then the chorus eventually either comes or it doesn't. But when it comes to like that kind of thing, like are you formulaic when it comes to your process now? And I don't necessarily mean like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. We're using F, G, and C in, this, in all of our songs. Like nothing like that. But I mean like, do you have a way that you're comfortable with when it comes to getting a song from beginning to end uh yeah uh, deadlines for me deadlines so, yeah. okay giving so, yourself a yeah it's done by this day so or I, it's not done i started a songwriting group like seven years ago that yeah. every two weeks we meet and i have a theme and i challenge songwriters from all over the area to come and perform their new song and some others and so uh i always every two weeks have a deadline and uh, sometimes they're keepers and sometimes they're not, but yeah. I usually try to finish something. Well, that right there um, is a very important detail that you don't have to write. Every song you write doesn't have to be a masterpiece. Absolutely. Every song you write is practice for the next song that you write. 100%. Yeah, and they can also be used for parts mm -hmm. <laughs> later on. I mean, after all, some of the most famous songs uh, in American music are essentially like compiled from different pieces the chain 
by Fleetwood Mac is a great example of that. Mm. They called it the chain because they had this interesting country western lick, and they had you know Stevie Nicks's uh, lyric. I believe she was the one who wrote the lyrics for that song, mm. and and then they had this great like chugga chugga They had these parts, and they were like, you know what? We're just gonna slap them together. And that's where the chain came from, and that's why it's called the chain. So, I mean, it's a great example of, of like, you know, just because you don't finish your song or just because you finish a song and you don't love it doesn't mean you won't repurpose it later on for other uh, songs and other writing and maybe someone else that you're you're writing with. After all, you guys do write collectively, I think. Is that accurate? Or do you guys write your own stuff or do you ever give input on your own to each other or what do you do? How does that work? Uh, we all write we individually, done. yeah. But, yeah. but uh, I mean... The, the fun thing is like we'll get feedback on stuff like yeah. if, so for example with Adam like when we've gotten to play together like that break we did in Antelope yeah. th- that's not something that's in the song usually we just no, it's not just feels so good and we're like hey can we throw this in there and he was cool with it so like for alt versions and then with Josh like you know I'm in the studio with Josh a lot and he's nice enough to let me throw in some production here and there and so he's he's been really open to feedback and stuff on more of the arrangements less the song itself um you know, which, you know, and especially in, in both these guys' case, but like they're such finished products when usually we're first hearing them that you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what I would change. But I'm really excited to add more color to that. I love that. And I mean, that kind of makes sense at the end of the day uh, because you all have very different songwriting methods. So at the end of the day, it kind of makes sense that you're off writing on your own. Um, and you kind of are able to, you know, like I said, you're nice enough to each other that you're willing to like learn each other's music and harmonies and whatnot. But that is actually another very good little insight into the world of songwriting. And as far as I'm concerned at this point, this episode is all about songwriting mechanics and, and you know, execution and whatnot. But just because you write a song a certain way doesn't mean it has to be performed exactly that way every single time and in every single medium. After all, live performance sometimes requires a different type of performance, a different type of arrangement. Studio performance requires a different arrangement. Um, there's more room in a live performance to go off on your own tangent and whatnot. So all of that stuff is uh, pretty cool. Ooh, it looks like we got some uh, we got some questions. Ken, while you're saying that too, I oh, think yeah. songwriting too, like feedback loop is also really interesting, right? Like, so for me, I'm writing with a band, mm-hmm. you know, so all the dudes playing in here are part of Mercy McCoy. And so, uh, you know, bringing, bringing stuff to other songwriters is, is an important thing too. Like I trust these guys to get feedback on songs, but also like having these guys input on whether it's arrangement or the song itself, like that's a really important piece of it too, depending on how you're writing. If you're writing with a group or you're writing kind of solo by yourself. Totally. So with that, let's hear our next song. What's the next one up? I think it's an Adam song. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Rest. Yeah. Rest.
thoughts I cannot get around So I take a knife to that eye Live Music Showcase, Ebor City Records Takeover episode. We're coming up to the end of the show here, you guys. We're getting close. Uh, before we get too far into it, I think we've got um, a couple of people. So we didn't get any questions, or we probably got a few questions, but they were weird or bad or dumb. But uh, we got some really, really nice... Uh, some people texted, emailed. From Sue, Antelope made me cry, but it's all good. <laughs> Good. I can't tell. I think she. I think that's a good thing. I think, I think it's, it's a great thing. I think it is too. When you're moved, when something moves you, that's that's what I'm after. That's the magic of music, that's what right I'm there. After. Yeah. Uh, email. Uh, thank uh, thank your guests for the beautiful music, please. Truly wonderful songs. Love Twinkle. Twinkle's been on the show before. Thanks, Twinkle. Yeah, Twinkle said that. Twinkle and I are Facebook friends. Ah, okay. Very nice, very nice. And then uh, an email from Steve. Fabulous performances and incredibly thoughtful guests. So, great job, guys. Nice, Steve. Everybody gets pizza afterwards. Well done. Very nice. So, before, uh, before we go into the next song, I think we'll have enough time for two more here. And then maybe one more after the broadcast ends. By the way, if you're listening um, on 88.5 FM right now or if you're listening on the website, the best way to catch anything that we do here on the show after the broadcast ends, because sometimes the show doesn't end when the broadcast ends, is to go to Facebook right now, go to WMNF's Live Music Showcase, and uh, check out the live stream that's going on right now. And if you're in the live stream right now, stick around, because uh, I think we're going to have some bonus content uh, coming up here. Before we do anything else, though, let's do the show credits, let everybody know at home who's on the show, because after all, it takes an entire team of dedicated, volunteer, wonderful human beings 
every single week who come in and do this show with us every week. Our sound mixer is sound mixer Mark Perfetti. Audio assistant is Pam Robinson. Video director is Ed Lehman. Our camera operators are Marcy Connors, Bree Shoemaker, and Charles Holsoppel. Our board op is Charlie Cushing. I'm your host, Ken Apperson. This is Live Music Showcase with Ebor City Records here in the studio. So who's the next song going to be? Who are we doing? What are we doing? That's me. All right. That's Mercy us. McCoy. Mercy McCoy, yeah. Uh, this is a song called Not Just Anyone, um, and this actually was written uh, where I really got to know Josh really well. It was actually at his songwriting night, uh, Crooked Thumb. So the theme was infidelity, or temptation. I think it was temptation. Mm. So this is a song about uh, trying to not give in to that temptation and uh, coming to terms with it.
Live music showcase here on 88.5 FM. We are live in studio with Ybor City Records. I think we got enough time for one more song. And I think it's going to be Adam. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Mr. Adam Randall here. That song was Mercy McCoy. And uh, Ybor City Records, just to kind of sum up the entire episode, is a small, locally owned record label. And uh, while Adam's tuning real quick, Stefan, you are the owner and I think founder of uh, Ybor City Records, I guess we could say. Sure, we can say that. Um, how, how similar is Ybor City Records to like, you know, Virgin? Uh, dissimilar in a lot of ways. Dissimilar Same in a lot of ways. Of money coming in. That's right. right. Yeah. Right. Same bankroll. The quick pitch uh, is is that you know we're a launch label. That's probably the best way to think about it, right? What does that mean? It, it, meaning that most big labels now aren't spending and developing like re, like new artists or artists are you know in a single market, and um, a lot of the biggest purchases have been of existing catalogs, and also like most artists making money are making it like the highest. Re- you know, grossing artists are making it off of sponsorship and endorsements and things like that, not even out of music. Um, sure. Because the game's changed a lot, right? Yeah. So for us, it's really about like, I grew up in this scene and I love this music scene. There's a lot of artists. I wish I could have every artist on the label. It'd be amazing. These are the guys that have gelled and fit with us. So um, where can people find the musicians that are on this? What Where where can people find Ebor City Records musicians? EborCityRecords.com will take you to any of their pages. All of our artists that we have any relationship with are listed there. There um, you go. And all the new releases are coming that way too. Perfect. Well, Adam, why don't you take us out of the show? All right. And again, if you're listening right now on FM, you can watch the entire rest of this song and one more uh, by going to WMNF's Live Music Showcase on Facebook right now. We'll see you there. This is WMNF, Tampa.